0: Welcome to another
1: episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What's up, Jennifer Mertland? Hey, Monica. How's your day?
0: Uh, day's great. Day's great. It was a rainy day here today on the Ew. day we're recording this, but it's okay. It's good. Okay, good. Are we matching?
1: Oh, I think you. so. You have purple? Is
0: oh, purple? Is it the Real Estate Fight Club uniform? I think so. Oh, we yeah. found it. <laughs> I love it. Love it all right guys uh thanks for joining us as always we love that you're here thanks for tuning in to real estate fight club and today jen and i are gonna duke it out over this question should you have to disclose property defects from a prior inspection report so let's say you had a deal fall through you had an inspection should you have to disclose some things found on that report now we know what the law says right there's only no i don't know well if you have your state's uh, residential property disclosure form, that's all that you need to disclose is what's on there, right? I, I,
1: yeah, I guess.
0: So I think we're talking about if there's something outside of that, should you have to disclose Here's that, Here's the
1: right? thing. I think like sometimes the inspectors have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's CYA. Cover your... Ooh, ooh, and... <laughs> and... Yeah.
1: Well, it's CYA is what it
0: is. Yeah. And
1: so like I have seen agents get like all up in arms, like my seller doesn't want to disclose that whatever. And it's like, okay, well, what is the like proof that that thing exists? And where does that, where does that line fall on the seller? Now that the deal is dead, they have this inspection report. Mm -hmm. Where does it fall that now they've got to investigate any items that could be latent is it latent defects material Mm -hmm. defects Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. you know like
1: that's the real question
0: Mm -hmm. but you're saying outside of the residential property disclosure form because if you discover something through a prior inspection report and you're given that report now you know you've got to go back and edit that property disclosure yeah but what
1: if the inspector's not right
0: that's a great point
1: or like what if you don't trust them like this is the same inspector that i don't know like broke something or couldn't figure out how to turn the dishwasher on because he didn't know how to flip the switch. Right. Well, I mean, like, or you've dealt with him before on something else and he's an idiot. Well, I think you have to investigate
0: further. I mean, if you've been made aware, yeah, well, yeah, because I think you you have to get to the truth about the subject matter, whatever the subject matter may be. Maybe. So if you have a inspector that says, Hey, I think there's some questionable foundation things going on here.
1: Or like discoloration in the attic. Or that. I don't know. I don't know because I think it's all circumstantial. Like, so if you, I can imagine, I can imagine this kind of scenario where what you're saying makes sense. And I can imagine that's a lot of scenarios where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, is that really true? And as the homeowner, yeah. I want to make sure I sell this house in good condition, right? Yeah.
0: Well, but yeah. I, and so nobody comes back and sues me at some point saying I knew about it. But you don't know about it. You have reason to question it. That doesn't mean you know. But do you have a responsibility to find the answer? I don't think you do. So you're saying if by, it's a, the inspector finds something that looks like mold, but he calls it bio growth or whatever, and you just disagree it
1: discoloration. with it, or Discoloration. You yeah, you're like, that's not it. true. I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think there can be a case like everything in real estate. What I know to be true is it's not ever cut and dry ever, 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 Mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. ever, Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I can think of, I can think that there would be somewhere where you're like, that's absolutely to my knowledge, that is not right. Mm -hmm. And the disclosure is as the seller to my knowledge, is any of this correct or wrong or whatever, right? I'm filling it out to my knowledge.
0: But how convenient to just stand behind, to my knowledge.
1: I yeah, mean, but most I people don't. Most people don't.
0: But that's where the responsibility
1: to dig and get an expert in and find the answers is. But sometimes I don't think you have to, because sometimes there's more evidence saying that the inspector was probably not the quality of inspector that was expected to come through the home.
0: I just don't know that that will fly. I'm always thinking forward to protecting the client, of course. Mm-hmm. So if that would to come back on them, yeah. if the next sale if it were to come back on them, have I done everything to advise them to protect themselves from that scenario? Cause that's really what you're working towards, right? Yeah. That's what all of this is about.
1: Right. And so Uh, This is why most agents don't get the full inspection report. Remember we did one about the inspection report and Mm -hmm. I was like, just send it all. And you were like, just send some of the pages. I just
0: want to know the things, the bare minimum. (laughs) And I'm like,
1: send it all
0: ignorant. What's the saying? My dad would be so mad. I don't know. No
1: excuse or something. Yeah. It's not an excuse. No. And I'm, I'm not saying that it should be used as an excuse. Right. I'm just saying like there, there would, there are cases where the seller has had dealings with the inspector before. And mm-hmm. if it's, especially if it's like a repair, I don't know, like they've had dealings with them before and they weren't favorable dealings. And mm-hmm. this one also wasn't like, it didn't work. And what they were saying, didn't make any sense or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Do you think then, based on that statement, that you should be able to say who, who comes into your house and does the inspection and who doesn't?
1: I mean, I think that's an interesting question, right? And we did a podcast on pre-inspections. Because
0: mm-hmm. there's a guy here in Cincinnati that a lot of agents won't let into their house. I don't even know if he's still working because I haven't heard his name in a long time because I think he got pushed out of the business. Oh, my God. He was blowing deals up every single time and then he would get the second uh, inspection. So every client was worth 800 bucks instead of 400 bucks. Wow. And they people like, I remember when I got in the business, this was early on. They were like, do not let him, like put that in your contract that this guy cannot inspect your house. <laughs>
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you can yeah. do that for certain buyers. You can say like, I won't sell my house to these people.
0: As long as it's not based on any of the protected class. No, things, it's a specific person. Yeah. Uh, can you really I guess you can do that you can okay. Well, okay why would you do that
1: because you don't like them or it's your <laughs> it's your ex-boyfriend's new <laughs> girlfriend. Right And she really likes the house. And you knew that because she was your best friend before she got with your boo. (laughs) You know what I mean? Who knows? And I'm
0: not selling to that biatch. Oh,
1: right. You're like, I'm not selling to her. I don't know. I think this is a fine line. I understand your point. And look, don't throw me any shade, people that are listening, because I know you will. Oh, yeah. But I'm just, I agree with you that as the seller, most sellers want to deliver the house in good condition to the next buyers. They, most sellers take care of their homes and they want to fix things that are wrong. Mm -hmm. I also agree with myself that some inspectors are terrible and they say stuff that they have no one, no business saying, because they don't know Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. or it's wrong. Yeah, it ha- does they happen. It and Now quite- I'm going to spend a bunch of money to find out you were wrong when I already knew it was wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not doing it.
0: So maybe at a minimum, in writing, because you got to have a paper trail on this. You email and say, "Hey, look, this. Maybe the the last inspector found this. We we disagree with it. Don't think it's an issue, but we wanted you to know for you in your next inspection."
1: buyer beware kind of thing. You mean to the new buyer? Yeah. To the next buyer. You're not going to do that. Well, you could, well, you could do anything you want, but that is going to turn off the buyer. Right. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, maybe we, if you're making your case,
0: like this is why we don't think this guy knew what the hell he's talking about. Here's Mm -hmm. our explanation of what it is then. Oh yeah. But
1: if it's not true and it doesn't exist, why are you bringing it up?
0: Because if it if it is true, what if you're wrong and it comes back on you that you had knowledge of it? That's where the lawsuit,
1: but it wouldn't, because if it's wrong, the next person's, I mean, if it's not wrong and the next person gets an inspection and they sell you the same thing, it's like, dude, it's, you might want to look at that. <laughs> you
0: might want to. What if we just say that, dude, you might want to look at that. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> like it's your house, right? I want to take a look, but you might want to take a look because while that other guy was not trustworthy inspector one was not trustworthy or whatever you say about him, inspector two found the same thing. So there may be some validity. Correct. Yeah. I don't know. This is a slippery slope. And I know mm-hmm. you probably thought this was going to be kind of a slam dunk, or I feel like the listeners might've thought it was going to be a slam dunk, but I just don't really, I don't think that what they say, what every inspector says I do not take it as like the god's truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just think you have to look at it and say does this make sense?
0: Would you agree that the blanket statement here is if in doubt reach out to the broker. That's how you protect. I don't right? even know
1: what that means.
0: I mean, if if you're not sure how to handle a situation, get the broker involved. That's dumb, of course. That's all I'm saying is, is, that's the blanket statement here.
1: Well, it's the seller's house, right? So like the seller, ha- that's like for everything. Like, don't listen to our podcast and do what we say. Like if what we it's say it makes sense. Disclaimer, like, don't listen to We're not the liable party here. Uh, but like the, the seller, it is their house. They have a decision that they have to make to accept this report or not. And then accept the consequences or not. It's up to them.
0: But we have a fiduciary responsibility to adv- advise them in some way. Yeah, we can. That's what we're talking about. But it's still up to How them. How do you advise?
1: I don't yeah. know that I would. I would hold the inspection report. I don't know that I would hold it to like such a high standard that it is like God's word.
0: Yeah, agree. And
1: then disclose like everything that they found in there. I don't know that I would do that
0: I, I, as a I, seller. I agree. I think there's a strategic move that has to happen at that point, and that's where it gets sticky. And I'm just always going to err on the side of caution. I'm always going to recommend that my sellers err on the side of caution. And I'm always
1: going to err on the side of gray. Can <laughs> <laughs> we go I back? It's our break. Morning? Yeah. Yeah. I need a yeah. break too. I'm tired. Yeah, All right. Ready. Let's take a short break here. A word from our partners, and when we return, we'll have the final punches. I want to tell you about Vulcan 7. Now, I know, I know you don't want a cold call, but I actually use Vulcan 7 for circle prospecting too. It's a great way to find sellers for your buyers and buyers for your sellers. And Monica's the one that showed me Vulcan 7 anyway, <laughs> and I love it. So I'm really excited that they've agreed to partner with us on our podcast. So if you want to do more deals, then you need Vulcan 7. Go to Vulcan7.com slash Jennifer Mertland for a $49 two-week trial of the system, and I guarantee you will never look back.
0: Real estate agents, do you need more time and less busy work? As a mom of 10 and a business owner myself, I know how hard it is to coordinate it all. I'm Leanne Sipolis, and I want to tell you about Real Support Solutions. By providing marketing, admin support, and training, real estate agents and small business owners can focus on revenue-generating activities that improve their success. Real Support Solutions helps you manage the activities that will continue to build your business for the future while you handle the dollar producing tasks that need your time and attention right now. Go to realsupportsolutions.com, enter promo code fight club and get hundred dollars off your first transaction or three hours of training. Buyers need agents, sellers need agents, agents need real support solutions. Call today 513-814-7150. Welcome back. Let's get back to the battle inside the ring. Jen is feeling very ornery here today, and I'm standing my ground. Boo. Safety is best. Boo. Caution is best.
1: Throw it to the wind. <laughs>
0: Look, here's my one minute dissertation. We, we, we get off, we got off our thing here, our little uh, pattern that we had one minute for each of us, final arguments. I just think when in doubt, first of all, check with your broker, but second of all, always err on the side of careful, because if you have nothing to hide, if you have uh, nothing to worry about, then go that way. Because then, you know, if the worst happens and somebody turns around to sue you you can demonstrate that your goodwill and intention
1: was not to harm in any way. I say always err on the side of common sense.
0: (laughs) You're assuming that exists. And we have proven time and time again in this universe that that does not exist.
1: If you are, if, and here's the amount of times that people, look, we do the, what would you do episodes, right? Yeah. And we talk to lawyers and all this stuff. And like people just, They don't really get sued over property disclosures. You would have to prove that they know, they knew about it, right? You'd have to prove that. And Mm -hmm. it would have to be a big enough problem that it would make sense for you to sue them. Now, I'm not saying that means that you should just not disclose anything. Although I kind of most of the time just want to cross it out and be like, good luck. We don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, like, I've been living here. It's fine. Do what you got to do to decide if you would also like to live here.
0: Um, note to our listeners, don't ever buy Jen Mertland's house.
1: <laughs> you just
0: don't know what you're getting. <laughs> That's you just not just true. Don't know.
1: Just, but I'm just saying, like, it's just, I don't know. I just think it's it's too much weight that a lot of people hold on the inspector. And most inspectors are general knowledge people. Like, mm-hmm. in our state, you and I could be inspectors. right. It's true. Okay. What right. did that tell you? Right, 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 right. I'm not a plumber or an HVAC. And then, what do they always say? The HVAC system needs to be cleaned. What? How do you know that? Because the filter's dirty? <laughs> like does not, I don't know. I just think that they just don't know.
0: Don't you think though, that in the spirit of like sleeping at night and always treating people like you might treat your grandmother, that, you know, you just, when in doubt, disclose maybe <laughs> all right I, I just think that's gonna have to be the
1: end of today's discussion.
0: <laughs> I don't know that we solved a single damn thing here. I don't think
1: so and nope. you we, we can come to like some type of like something <laughs> yeah. but it, it's not happening no
0: I actually feel more confused than <laughs> when we started I do
1: well <laughs> dear listeners we hope that you are also confused (laughs) and please tune back in (laughs) we'll try to clear
0: it up another day maybe not all right i think that's gonna have to be the end of today's battle if you tolerated this episode (laughs) don't
1: send it to anyone send them a different one
0: Uh, no, send it on because this could be a great discussion inside your office. This could be a great discussion at your next agent happy hour. Let's continue this conversation.
1: <laughs> Let's do it. Right. And if you want to fight with us, please head over to our Real Estate Fight Club Facebook page and you can, you know, talk smack. We're open to Estate it. Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Isn't that, that's the full title of it. You're right. You're right. Real Estate Fight Club podcast that's right facebook page yeah and if you have an interest in um learning more about exp feel free to call us 513-400-1691 monica always a pleasure even when it's not
0: and (laughs) i agree it's actually most pleasurable when it's not so
1: thank you bye bye all right i am here with joelle with our tiebreaker hello how are you Hi, Jennifer. Thanks for I'm being well. on. Good. Thanks for being on. So you are in Porto, Portugal, at, and you're the managing uh, partner for Uno Luxury Mass, correct?
2: Yes. Yes.
1: This will be a fun question for you. as our It'll be fun for us to hear how you guys do business in Portugal. So your tiebreaker question is, should you disclose property defects Ours is like from an inspection report, but share with us how you how you all do business there.
2: Okay, so here in in Portugal, uh, we don't have the costume to have an inspection before closing the deal. What the best thing we do, uh, and this this is something really new, it's regarding refurbishments and so on. Mm-hmm. Before the buyer or the investor um, uh, makes the decision to buy. He brings someone someone with him, a builder or an architect, just to give him an idea of the costs, of the challenge that he will be facing for the renovation process and so on. But it's not like a a real deep test or um, a a real intervention to understand, um, before the deal is done, to understand if there's any defaults on the construction level, like plumbing or electricity uh, or even structural like walls and so on. So we don't have that habit to do it. You
1: buy, everybody buys the property as is. Yeah. Is there any, (laughs) that's, I mean, that's crazy. (laughs) Are there any like disclosures from the seller about anything wrong with the property or you don't have that either?
2: Well, it's more like, it's more a matter of ethics. So if, if uh, my, myself as a, as a seller, I know that there are some major damage on the property, yeah. I should do, I should talk, I should disclose it, I should explain it. You uh, should,
1: but do are you required? You
2: yeah, that, that's the argument. So yeah. some, some do, some don't, and then the, the buyer a few, a few months or a few years later, or even a few days later, finds out the problems that he will be facing, So
1: that's crazy. So when you are showing a property and there's been like no disclosures, I mean, and if people don't know in Portugal, I mean, these properties could be 500 years old, right? I mean, some. Old
2: properties, yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, some newer ones, of course, too, but like there's some really old buildings. I think
2: that there it's uh, the, the that matter is absolutely simpler because if you're buying like a building that has 200 or 300 years yeah you know you're gonna have to work it you know <laughs>
1: right? that's <laughs> true you'd be ready to put in a lot of money because it needs yeah. renovation yeah, yeah.
2: so uh, the thing is when, when I, I believe that this gets more tricky when you're buying like a 40 um, year old property okay 50 year old property that has that kind of damage which doesn't happen a lot. Actually, in I've been i have been working in real estate for the past eight years mm-hmm. and I've never faced the situation like that. So being negotiating a property that we will find out later on that has some major damage. It All small really issues, happen. it's no, it doesn't really happen happen. Small issues is I think it's part of the nature. Right. So having to, to replace the wires, the electricity system, or the plumbing system.
1: Right. That's awesome. It's it's kind of like in the United States, it used to be like a buyer-beware mentality, like maybe 30 years ago, but then it went mm-hmm. to people doing inspections and then like, what if somebody has to make like a fast decision? Because here, if they had to make a fast decision and they were competing, they would release and say, we're not going to do inspections, which we never recommend. But like, mm. what if their contractor or the architect could not come with them? Will they put in an offer and have any due diligence period? Or will they just come back with the contractor before the offer?
2: Well, we can do... With- The best would be to do the first visit already uh, with an architect or with a a builder. If that is not possible and you really love the property and you feel that if you don't make the decision in that moment, you will lose your chance to get it. What what we sometimes do is to move forward with the negotiation under a condition, the condition that the property is going to be uh, inspected our Okay. inspection not your level of inspection, so yeah and um, and if if it matches the expectations perfect
1: okay.
2: the the we move forward with the deal if not, if we found if we find some surprises, so the buyer may leave
1: but the, during that time, there could be another buyer that doesn't have that contingency, and the seller could take the offer right
2: yeah, so we we, we try to use these different factors right so. The, the level of negotiation, the distance between the, the asking price and the offer price, yeah. maybe accepting the asking price or putting in a, a bigger down payment to when we when sign the contract. We will, tr- we will try to, to use better conditions to create uh, the, 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 the best scenario possible.
1: Right, to make it, like, attractive for the seller. So I imagine if you're bringing with you, like, an architect or somebody in construction, that the showing takes quite a while, does it?
2: Well, it, it depends. I'll give you uh, the, the recent uh, example that I have. We closed the deal uh, two weeks ago. And it, well, it is a big property, a big house with, with around 40, 40 years old and um, i i'm uh, thumping the buyer okay Okay. so the the property was listed is listed uh with another agency so we are partnering okay Mm -hmm. Um, and because i already have the experience and i have the resources i invited one of the builders that i work with to be with us on the visit but his level of expertise is, is big so he he did a very quick examination to the to the to the the key points so plumbing he opened the electricity board and he tested this and tested that right so while the buyer was traveling around what seemed the problem oh i got it yeah
1: that makes sense it can happen at the same time
2: it happens at the same time so it's not really a waste of time so the buyer is experiencing what he needs to experience so to feel the house to imagine himself living there <laughs> what changes would he like to do and so on and the technician is with his with his eyes focusing those those uh, key points
1: right and then
2: in the end of the meeting we went to have a coffee we discussed we shared knowledge and the buyer said yes i want to buy it
1: nice so that's cool well yeah. if people are i know right now there is incentives for all nationalities, but for Americans to buy property in Portugal and they call it the Golden Visa. If people are interested in finding more about investing in Portugal, or um, if anybody from Portugal is listening to this and they want to know more about your company, what is the best way to get a hold of you? So
2: you just they can reach me directly to my phone number using WhatsApp or Telegram or well, whichever, whichever app. I can, I can tell you the number. Yeah, we're already. <laughs> so plus 351 is the port- Portuguese mm-hmm. uh, initial. So my number is 935 So we can reach me there or through my social media. And it's very, is very easy to find me. So at Joel advisor, that's it. If easy. you type at Joel advisor, you will find me on social media.
1: Perfect. Well, I appreciate you being on. It's always good to hear how other countries do things to gain like a bigger perspective.
2: Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. It's uh, wow, this is amazing. So thanks for the opportunity and the
1: experience. (laughs) Have a good rest of the day.
2: You too. Thank you.
1: Thanks
0: for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.